If you're done, there's something wrong with your experience. Yes. Because everyone this way has one gift, one talent, and that's a testimony. So if the Spirit of God prompts you, uh, but, uh, I mean, we, we don't want long, you know, uh, dreary life stories. But the, the Holy Ghost will even direct you in this. He directs you what to say and what not to say. But he'll give you something. And every time God showed us to do this, he says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And every time you testify and you have a chance to testify and you don't do it, you grieve the Holy Spirit within you because you've let another opportunity pass. Obey him and you'll be strengthened for the next step. Amen. It's good to be able to give one's testimony. Yes. But remember that our testimonies must be given so that they edify. Well, that's right. So they inspire and uplift and give encouragement. And, shall we say, draw people to Christ. That our words that we speak are, shall we say, beckoning. They're forthcoming, they draw. If the Holy Spirit is moving through us and if the Holy Spirit is ministering, then we shall see people drawn to Christ because we are his chosen ones, we are his anointed ones and if we are behaving as he would have us be then we will see others drawn, simply drawn to Christ and we want to see that, don't we? Through uh, much prayer (laughs) um, I was on a holiday with my family and um, they pray greatly for me and I um, attended a Fountain Trust holiday conference weekend and the Lord Jesus came to my life and filled me with his spirit and for 45 minutes I can't account for <laughs> I don't know where I was in that time <laughs> and um, I remember trying to get out of my chair and I was so relaxed I couldn't move so this dear brother in the Lord said to me, um, that's all right, we've seen this before, paralyzing the Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like that, not quite. <laughs> so uh, from that time on, though, life has increased in intensity. The pressure has increased. And if we look at the root of the word tribulation and look at the Greek we all find it also means pressure and squeeze okay that if we're in the Lord Jesus and we are in tribulation then we're going to be squeezed okay we're going to be squeezed and boy right these days I feel squeezed I can tell you (laughs) yes I rejoice in that because there is a, a tremendous delight to see people warming to your testimony yes. over months. Yes. My immediate superior at work, I witnessed to now steadily for 18 months, and I had a really good time with him Friday afternoon just before I left. And it looks kind of close, you know. <coughs> Praise God. He's a man of 58, and he was brought to know the Lord Jesus when he was nine. He was taken, taken to a revival meeting, and hands were laid on him for he's got a little handicapped. He's got a leg, which is a little bit week and he has a constant pain in his back there I just want to lay hands on him one of these days and see that pain removed from the Lord Jesus 
but uh, all in good time, praise God. In Grantham, we're seeing the Lord move now. Um, I'm an Anglican, and our services are quite high church. Tonight, uh, I think we're all Anglican, except Dave is URC, United Reformed Church. But uh, we really want to pray that Lord Jesus will reveal himself through his people in an ever-increasing way as the time goes on. And we know the time is short. We know we're in the end days. We see the signs are everywhere, aren't they? And I just want to thank you for showing us a more excellent way. I believe the Lord is calling me to go out for him into China. I was privileged to spend a couple of years with Operation Mobilization on their two ships. And um, it looks as if I might be going out again. And the Chinese Christians worship very much as you do. And uh, it's quite disturbing. It throws you, apparently, to start with. <laughs> so, thank you. Well, I went to a, a Lent course meeting in Grantham um, two years ago now, um, at Dave's house, in fact. And knew right from the very beginning they were talking about the Holy Spirit, which was quite new to me. Um, I got competition. <laughs> and I found myself for the whole of the first meeting shaking like a leaf, and I couldn't understand why. And I knew for the first time something different with the people I was with, and I wanted that something very badly. Um, it took me quite a long time, mind. It wasn't 45 minutes, John, like Jonathan's. It took me about eight weeks. Um, to come to that point where I could accept the Lord Jesus into my life. Um, I was very grateful for doing it. Um, since that time, um, things have been happening. I have been filled with the Spirit, praise the Lord. Um, and this time last year, the Lord blessed us with a child, pregnancy, should I say. Um, and that baby was lost. Well, no, that baby wasn't lost. That baby went to be with Jesus after 22 weeks. And what I'd like to say is that when, probably two years ago, I would have fallen to pieces. At that time, the Lord gave me such peace and such love that I was able to rejoice that the Lord's baby had gone to be with him. And now uh, we're expecting our next one. Oh, I think we'll have this one. Well, I don't originally come from, from I've only been there um, six months, uh, but I came to know the Lord in a little place called Scalford, which is between Mel just the other side of Melton. And uh, it was at a, a youth camp, uh, similar to, to, to tonight, except that it was young people. And um, we were sort of... Younger, <laughs> <laughs> I should say. <laughs> to me while I've been going to the youth meetings and been telling me about the Lord Jesus and I really believe that um, I was saved and that um, I was right with the Lord and um, it took a lot, lot of time for them to convince me and the Lord to convince me um, that I wasn't right and that I wasn't going to heaven and that he wasn't my Lord and uh, when he brought me into that position um, I was just well, broken, talk about broken hearted, I was literally broken. And the gentleman came up to me and laid hands on me and prayed with me. And he said, I feel that um, the Lord's calling you, Maureen. Um, are you going to be willing to accept him? 
And I said yes, and I did. And um, since then, uh, for the first year, I, I didn't grow very much at all because I didn't have very much fellowship. But um, praise the Lord, since I come in the Grantham, because I really believe that the Lord's brought me into Grantham to be with people, um, like the people behind me who really love me and who really want to help me to come on in the Lord and really um, see me come on and um, uh, lead the life that He wants me to lead. And I was only here, I was only in Grantham a week and I was filled with spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. And um, well, since then, it's it's had its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More ups and downs. The reason I came to Grantham was I was, uh, uh, felt the Lord was calling me into nurse, nursing and, um, and then to do nursing full time for him and on mission field or, or in that area. Um, and so I started my nursing training in Grantham where I felt the Lord wanted me to be. Um, but I feel now because I've lost that job. Um, no, the Lord hasn't closed that door. He um, still wants me to do a career with nursing, but not exactly like I would like it to be. I'd sort of got my five years of my life all sort of planned out, if you like, and sort of said, oh, I'm doing this at this time, I'm doing that at that time, I'm doing that at that time, and then I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. Sort of. It wasn't exactly like that, but that's what it meant. Um, but he smashed all that down. Um, it took me out of the job um, and I was sort of on my feet if you like but um, I was brought back up again and um, I've been I was in, unemployed for four, no November, December, January, three months, <laughs> four months and um, I've just started work now at a factory called Kempton's which is a totally new experience and it was really blessed me there. I've only been there a week, but it's really blessed me in that week. And it's really helped me during that week. And I just want to praise him for that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to introduce you to a nurse. Praise the Lord. Come on, Joanne. Come on, Joanne. Well, well my testimony is that... I can't speak now. <laughs> oh dear. No. for five years last November and I can just say that the Lord is really wonderful and he's kept me going and, and I know that sort of like Maureen was saying or, or the lady before was saying a lot of things that happen to me now that I know that if they happened before you know that I want to be now to cope with it but because Jesus is there and he's in my life you know and is there to talk to and and to tell him things and you know and he's always with you and he never leaves you and he's the best friend that you can have and sort of I just I don't know I just can't put it into words (laughs) 
you know, my testimony. I do love Jesus. It's with me all the time. And, you know, we do have ups and downs and things. But, I mean, Jesus is the same. He's the same. It's us that go up and down. And I just love him because he is the same. And nobody else. You'll never find another friend that is the same all the time. You know, people that you know, they change. They, they have ups and downs as well. And, you know, but Jesus, he's always there and he's always the same. And I just love him for that and everything. It's really wonderful. I know, sort of, I just can't explain. <laughs> I just can't say enough about Jesus and his, his love. And, and he, he just is wonderful. But, you know, and it, it's frustrating for me sometimes at work, you know, because the other girls, I work with some really nice girls, some really nice people. And it just sort of upsets me when you tell them about the Lord and they, they say, yes, yes, you know, but they really won't make a decision, you know, and people just won't make that decision. I know it's difficult, and I know that sort of the Holy Spirit has to work on your heart, but you come to a point where you either say yes or no. Yeah. No, and it, I, just, I just really wish that I could make everybody say yes, because I, <laughs> I know, you know, what it does and what Jesus means. Yes. Uh, I just love him. Praise the Lord. Anyway, now I went to see a concert the other week, and, and Albert's always saying how they always clap on the television so much when it's the, you know, the orchestras and that. And everybody clapped so much, and they kept clapping and standing up, and they kept clapping. Well, I thought I'd clapped a lot in a glory meeting, but there they just clapped so much that your hands dropped off. <laughs> so, well, nearly. They didn't really drop off. Anyway, so I just think that we ought to really give Jesus a really big clap. Amen. Testimony, the only true Grant Amy here. Since the Lord managed to bring all the others in at some stage. Uh, my first 
meeting with the Lord really was through my brother. Um, he received the Spirit of the Lord five, six years ago, I suppose it would be now. He tried sharing with me then, but I wasn't particularly interested. But him and then his wife and some other friends in Grantham who were busy praying at the minute started praying for me, for Sue, and for several others in the town, some of whom have come to know the Lord and some haven't, but we're still praying. But the Lord guided me through to the same length course, I didn't want to go, that Sue went to at Dave's house. He provided a person there at that length course called Johan, who he brought from South America, was it Dave? somewhere, definitely abroad anyway, to help Dave lead that meeting. He then provided another brother called Martin. And eventually between them, they managed to actually get through to me with what the Lord wanted me to do, which was just give my life to him, which I did. Which I did at the first, second time I met Jonathan actually when he came to a youth group that I was involved in, still am involved in, back in Grantham. Tremendous night, that one. Jonathan just showed up. I think were there eight of us there? Three of which had already received the Spirit. Four received the Spirit that night. One didn't, because um, you didn't feel it was right at that time. That's a tremendous night, that was. Since then, the Lord's led me on a large extent. Sue shared with you about when we lost the baby. The Lord gave us such a lot of peace and joy at that time that everybody else around us was mourning, uh, really upset, and it really cheesed Sue and I off because all we wanted to do was praise the Lord. But, uh, the Lord then has brought us through. I think Sue and myself time of training is just about finished now because the Lord has just provided us with a rather large house pretty well in the centre of Grantham that he told us to buy and then provided all the money and sold our previous house in record time in an area where houses weren't selling and all sorts of things that people sort of had difficulty believing even, you know, even when you tell them it's the Lord that did it and they sort of still don't believe you I still want to know what estate agent you used. <laughs> we didn't bother, incidentally. We just gave it to the Lord and he sold it. But the Lord now has given us this new house. He's given a new baby arriving later this year. He's also given both of us a totally new work. Part of which we're not that sure what it is yet. The Lord has told us through words. I was given us the outline. It's a at times it appears it's just like one of those dot pictures you give children. He's put the dots in. We're just waiting for him to put the lines in now to see quite where we're going. But we feel that in the movement of the Lord in Grantham, uh, Spirit, that that house is to be greatly used, partially for meetings, partially for counselling and such like. But we feel that the Lord now is just starting to move us out into the front line of his soldiers along with Peter at the back there 
and Jonathan, Dave, and several others, the leaders of the various fellowships in Grantham. Come on, Dave. Bless the Lord. Well, we never expected a meeting to go on this long. Another hour, yeah? Some of, us actually, some of us actually meet on a Saturday night to um, have a time of intercession. Um, and uh, we believe we've got a brother and sister back in Grantham who's carrying on the good work while we're here. So we don't want to be too long, but it's, it's great to be in your fellowship and to, to feel the reality and the love of the Lord. Um, I noticed a, a cautionary word in the, in the prophecy we had about um, overwhelming those who are perhaps new or young in the Lord with our testimonies and with our praises. And I must admit, I've been a little bit overwhelmed by your, your, your joy with, with your, your praises tonight. It's something I'm not used to. We, we, I, I've come into this, this freedom and this spirit only in the last um, two years, as, as the others have. Although I've been a Christian much longer. And I've been in one of these um, churches which our friend talked about in being in bondage. Um, <laughs> You might laugh, but I'm still there. I'm still there. Uh, I was brought up in the Presbyterian Church in Nottingham, and uh, it was only in '74 that we came across here, and uh, the Lord led my wife and I to uh, the URC Church in, in, uh, in Grantham since we joined up with the Congregational Church by then. Um, we were Christians, but we didn't have the love and the joy and the strength and the victory that the Lord gives. Not in those days, anyway. And uh, Chris, uh, Andy's brother, Chris, who has been mentioned, he was the first in, a, in our sort of group who, who became filled with the Spirit. And he passed the, the book on to me. You probably all know it, Dennis Benny's book, The Holy Spirit in You. And I, I read that, and um, I was immensely touched by it, by the, the way that the Lord had, had changed, that's the, the other book as well, had changed um, his church and how he'd drawn people together in a tremendous power. Um, and I wanted that. And uh, I followed the steps, as Dennis does in that book, and nothing seemed to happen. And uh, it was, I think, six months later, until we were praying in that same group. Everything seems to happen in our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lord has given us a good house and a, and a, and a good family. And. Um, we meet many times in our house to, to pray and to worship together. Um, as a sort of a little a testimony on from that, my wife's also filled with the Spirit, and uh, we have a family of, of four. We have some twin, twin babies. Uh, two boys under, well, Roger's just started school, and uh, two girls who are uh, nine months old. You can imagine what a handful they are. And quite honestly, if it wasn't for the uh, the Lord leading us each day and giving us his strength through, the, through his joy uh, and the promises we have in his word, I don't think we'd be able to cope. And that, that would certainly go for my wife since she gets the, the brunt of it at home. And it's, it was only, how long would it be, perhaps 18 months ago when our, our marriage went through a very sticky patch. And um, at the time I was, like all men do, were criticising the wives for not doing the housework and all the various jobs that wives I was expected to do by their husbands, and um, the situation eroded over a period of about three or four months, and it got to the extent where 
we were highly communicating with each other. And if it hadn't have been for um, two other, another brother and sister who are very much used in, in, in counselling, in the, in the spirit, um, that we were brought back to the Lord. And, what, and it wasn't my wife's fault at all, it was mine. <laughs> and that was, that was tremendous, what the Lord showed me through that. And I have to keep going back over that, because quite often you can, um, you can find yourself slipping, as we sure we all do. And we have to, we have to look at the Lord, and um, some of the words that we've been said tonight really spoke to me, particularly about love, particularly when it's Mother's Day tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be a bit, going to be a bit sticky tomorrow since um, I haven't, haven't, haven't brought the wife a present from my children. <laughs> but that really did speak to me. And you know, I do praise the Lord that he continues to use his word to speak to us, to make it really alive, to up to the minute, to meet our situation. And it may be just a few words in a whole meeting like this that really yes. convicts us yes. and moves in our heart. Yes. And if it, wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the Lord moving through those two people, and it wasn't that they said a lot, it was just the Holy Spirit did a lot. <laughs> it brought us back together and we've been going from strength to strength since then. There's a verse in the Bible been really sticking in my mind this week. In fact, it's been for a week or two. And I really like this. And it was written by a man who was very similar to me. It was Peter. He was as bound as Lazarus when he followed the Lord. He was totally bound. He just followed the Lord. But praise God, he got set wonderfully free. Hallelujah. And you know, in the second epistle of Peter, it says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ but were eyewitnesses eyewitnesses to his majesty you know we went to a meeting last night up at Dollybush with Henry and I asked a young fella to come with us who goes to our church and he said he said he couldn't make it well, he started courting, he's got engaged, and I don't think his girlfriend would let him go, actually. But anyway, you know, he's a nice young fella, and God's really touched him, and he's bringing him through. But unless we get out there and become eyewitnesses to the glory of God, we can never know how God's going to work. He moves in our lives first. But, you know, then we see the power of God moving across the land. And I have been condemned by some of the biggest ministers in the land, saying... It's all froth and bubble because they've never seen it work. You see, never seen the glory. I saw the glory of God work last night. I saw it started a meeting where people, there were two, they were sat, they couldn't move. Just a few. But when the Holy Spirit moves across men's hearts. Hallelujah. You can't do it yourself, can you? The Holy Spirit moved across the meeting. Sometimes it's like, it's like pushing against a wall. You're like this. When a meeting starts, you push and the Holy Spirit starts moving and moving and we let God have his way and the next thing suddenly sometimes the world goes down at the beginning sometimes it's the last five minutes they say well why didn't we it finished up all right you know but every meeting is a battleground and I'm glad you know that some of you know this testimony of mine but when I got saved I come from a Christian home and I got saved and I went I went religious I lost my joy. I lost the joy of the world. I stopped laughing and kept telling men that they must be born again and telling them they're all sinners and all this until I thought, 
you know, I wasn't enjoying myself. I was, I was saved. I got the peace of God in my heart, but I wasn't enjoying myself. You see, when before I got saved, I used to be there until midnight. Let's twist again like we did last summer. And you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But the day after, I was, it had gone. I was living for the next day. When we're going out again? When's the lads meeting? Is it Saturday night? Is, oh, lovely. Oh, it's the, the country club on Saturday night. There's a big dance on. The day after, hangovers, remorse. But you know, I was looking for a more excellent way. Then the first thing I did, I took the right step. I accepted Jesus into my heart. Then I went religious because I didn't know. I thought, well, you know, my, my pal come up to me and said, Jerry, the talk, people were witnessing for me. They say he's gone, he's gone by me. He doesn't say anything, he stopped laughing. Do you know this joke, Jerry? Don't want to hear a joke. I didn't really, I still don't. I don't want to hear the jokes. I knew them all. If you hear the comedians tell a joke, I've heard it and I've told it before. But, you know, God was dealing with me. And he, somebody put a book in my hand and it said, by Isabel Coombe. And the, the text on the front inside said, Ye shall seek me and ye shall find me if you search for me with all my heart. And I wasn't satisfied. I said to my wife, I said, I miss all my friends. I miss my friends. I don't miss the life. I don't miss the life at all because I've got peace and I know it's no good. But oh, I miss my friends. I miss the fellowship. I used to go in the church. They used to shake you by the hand and tell our brother, eight o'clock at night. I used to just be turning out before I got saved at eight o'clock at night. Where do we go from here? Four years. Four years I was sat at home. Christmas. Jerry, come to the party. You've no need to drink. We just like your company. Bring your banjo. I haven't got one. I've sold it. I don't play the banjo, you know. I'm a Christian. I don't play the banjo. Oh, God's going to sort you lot out. Oh, but you know, I kept saying and going into meetings and saying, to my wife, there's something more than this. There's a new and a more excellent way. And you know, I kept searching for it. I was miserable. Four Christmases we sat at home. Nothing, only the telly. I knew there were a big party going off. There were good parties and nothing went wrong. Not like, I don't know what they have today, you hear about today, but there were good parties where we had a good time. And just entered in with one of those fellowship, got a skin full of bulls, and that was your night. But you know, God knew when he took us through, we'd have to start looking. I kept saying, there's something more than this. Until one day, I was taking poorly at work, and I came home, and I was ill for three weeks. I got an upset stomach, I got diarrhea, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't get out of the house. And I couldn't give up smoking the pipe. I said, I finished with the pipe, I've said this before, I threw my pipe away, tobacco, three pound fifty cost, now tobacco. Bought another one the day after. Three pipes. Three pipes later. I was I was technil. I was technil. Three weeks at home. God showed me books. I've, I've written, I'm not a reader. I've never been a reader. The only reading I've done as a boy, Texas Rangers, Jim Hatfield, all. But you know. I went to once went to a place and I was having a real struggle. And I looked in a bookshop, in this bookshop, and it's a spiritual depression. It's causes and it's cures. And do you know, there was something in that book just for me, Martin Lloyd-Jones. And he opened that book and I started reading it. I've never read stuff, it was very highfalutin and... Amen. But you know, something in here said amen to it. 
and he's, he's preached on, it was a sermons, a set of sermons. But how we can be free? Praise the Lord, oh my soul, he said. You know, it wasn't my type of language, but what he was meaning was start praising God. And you know, one Sunday morning I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I don't know if it's Psalm 145 or not. It might be 143, it might be 145. I don't know which it is, but anyway, praise the Lord on my soul. It's in there. Anyway. <laughs> Why art thou downcast? That's the verse. Why art thou downcast, O my soul? But listen, I went to church. I said to my wife, I'm going to the church this morning. I said, I sat my little girl on her knee. Second row up front, I'm going to start. What do I want ever going to do? God, God save me. But what do I do? He's done no pills. I can't give up smoking. I can't, I can't, I'm sick. But you know, I just stood up and started to thank him for what he'd done for me. And I burst into tears. And there's something flooded my soul. And I believe that that was the start. As they were drilling for oil, that was the start of the oil field coming. And then, and then, I hadn't got my banjo back. Oh no, I was still struggling, you see. But God showed me that it wasn't in my friends. If I had kept my banjo and turned immediately around to a Christian, the Christian way, had it been the same thing, wouldn't it? I'd have just changed songs. It'd have been songs instead of worldly songs. But he showed me that I had to depend on him. Yes. Friends, no friends. Friends of the world dropped me. I had none in church. Good evening, brother. Thank you and good night. Out of the door at 8 o'clock and sat in the house at home. But you know... God had something good for me. I picked up a Glory News. I read it. I sent for a tape. And I used to drive round in a little van. I was a sales rep at one. And I used to sit and listen to these tapes. I thought, oh boy. Oh, glory. They've got it. They've got it. And it kept bubbling up. Something kept coming. Shall I tell you something? Before I got the Bible, before I got my banjo back, before I, bought, I prayed about a banjo. I asked my mother to lend me £100. Pound. She says, pray about one. So one at work, 14 pounds. Little banjo, got it. But you know, before I got my banjo back, I'd learned all the choruses. God was preparing me for coming this way. I know choruses that the sun when they first started. Because I was listening and I wasn't listening to learn them. They just flooded me soul. And they were setting me free. They were setting me free. And you know, if you don't know what to say for your testimony, overcoming by the word of your testimony. I'll never be the same again. Sing a chorus. All these choruses are setting you free because you, yes. you, you're saying your testimony. And you know, this is it. We're eyewitnesses, aren't we? And I've asked the Lord, I said, show me what you want me to do. Isaiah 61. And I'll tell you something, friends. I can set the captives free. I can, I can give me testimony. I can make people feel good. I can make them laugh. I can't. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. And he turned me around and he set me going again. And I were able to come. I says, Lord, send up. That was after the Holy Spirit. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I forgot that. I was filled with the Holy Spirit at a glory meeting. But you know, I says, Lord, send all my friends back to me. I want to tell them under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Every friend come back. I told them all again, Jesus loves you. And it's good. It's something that's burning in your soul. I was talking to a chap the other week who used to sit, was to sit in the pub, me and him, I was to sit and roll with laughter. We, I used to go on my side, so we laughed that much together. He says, Jerry, he says, where have you been all these years? He says, is it? I says, it is, Barry. He says, do you know I'm looking for, he's, he's there with the Merc, plenty money. 
He says, I'm looking for it, Jerry. I says, I'm coming back to your boy. I says, I'm going to... It wasn't God's time at that time, you see. But I put a little thought in his mind, but I shall be back to him. Plenty money, just come back from Malta. Looking for something more. What fortnight in, went to somebody's house, prayed for a woman, she was crying. She said, I was sat on a suite that had cost £1,500, carpet £20 a square yard. <laughs> I've told you this before. She says, I've got nothing. But she accepted Jesus into her heart. And I'm praying for her because God's going to move her on. She's given her heart to him. I don't, I've just asked her husband, he's accepted Jesus, and I says, he says, we're all right, Jerry. There's time comes when God will put his finger on him and say, come on, I want you now for service. And that is the time when you can say yes or no again to God. But listen, get this inside, and I'll tell you something, you can sit in a meeting, you can hear the, the biggest man stood up front. You know, the trouble today is, and I'm not condemning anybody, but some of these ministers that stand up front, you think, they're like, they're like God themselves. And you don't know it's for you and all. They're only saved by this, but it's something that wells up within. And it, and it says, Amen. And a miracle that month, Sunday morning, we're, we're sat in the Elam Church in Barsley, and uh, all that in Mary that I wanted, it had been on my heart all morning. My Jesus has done, and uh, my soul. And he said, he gave the last hymn. And I shouted this one, I've just even forgot it now, but I said, hey, brother, can we have this one? Well, they all went quiet. They weren't used to it, you know, you haven't to disturb the, you know, it's a set program. Yeah. <laughs> well, he stopped, he stopped. He says, go on then, we'll have it. But he didn't ask us to stand up, because you see, we'd have the that picked after. But anyway, we sung it, and you know what he says? He says, do you know I wanted that him? He says, it's my favourite, my wife wouldn't let me have it. <laughs> he says, my wife says every meeting I go to, I pick it. See how God moves. Yeah. He'd answer the desires of his heart. <laughs> and this is how God works. And you can sit in a meeting and I tell you something, if it's boring you, just, if it's the chaps, just rub it in on a bit, you see, they let it. <laughs> the spirit give us life, but when they don't know what they're talking about, it's no good, is it? You know, I sell cars, and I ride around in the cars I sell. So I can say, this is a good one, I've tried it. <laughs> I can't tell you. I've never driven a Rolls Royce, so I couldn't say, well, I've read the book, but I've never driven it. Do you see? Some have read the book. Never experienced it. But, you know, I wondered what had happened to me, and Henry spoke about Peter one night, and so I did a study on Peter. I studied the word, unlike me to study the word of God, I get a little bit, some, I do now, but I found that I got a book some, and something in the book blessed me, so I went back to the word of God and started studying. And I've studied about Peter, you know, and he hadn't got anything, he just followed the Lord. And he even denied him, he didn't know what he was made on. But Jesus knew what he was made on, he knew that he denied him. But you know, he knew that when he got the Holy Spirit, and I'll tell you something now, the Holy Spirit is not just... In a few sputters, Henry said this a thousand times, it's not just in speaking in tongues as well, it's that. But get the power as well. Yeah. Get the power. Because when you're speaking power, this is when it works. And it's the love of God shed abroad in our hearts so that the power comes forth, not the big stick, but it's the power. Just 
going through. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword it goes through. Do you know what a sharp knife does? You know, I used to be a butcher, and I used to cut myself. You never felt it when a knife cut you. If it was a sharp knife, a blunt knife used to jag your skin. But a sharp knife, went through, if you slipped, it went straight through your finger, and you never felt it. You used to go, oh, I've cut myself. <laughs> when the word of God cuts through the intents of the heart and goes down into the spirit, it doesn't hurt. It sorts you out and it makes you on fire for God. And you can say amen. And you can speak to him and amen speaking at the front. You can say, I'll say amen to that. And you can be in some meetings and just one little thing. And it blesses your soul. And you take it up and you take it home. I once was searching for something and my wife picked a book out of the bookcase, put it down, never put it back. And it was there for a week. Did you ever dust that bookcase? <laughs> I passed this book, picked it up, took it to work. I'm in a struggle. Those that said they don't struggle, there's something wrong with their experience because it's a spiritual warfare we're up against. And if you have a blessing, they're waiting for you the day after. But bind it in the name of Jesus. I opened this book, I thought, who oh, glory, this is just what I'm looking for. <laughs> Do you see, it was the word of God. It wasn't the man that was reading. It was the word of God. And he was saying scripture. I thought, oh, hallelujah. This is it. This is it for today. And he lifted me up and took me on. You know, I got my banjo back. He was stood in a shop window for 12 months, that banjo. 100 pounds. He said, it's gone up to 150 pounds. I got it for 60. It was mine. It had my mark and it got new. It's the best banjo. They keep coming up to me and saying, where you got your banjo from? Mine doesn't sound like that. Because it's a special body on it. It's made of alloy. I don't know all about this. I'm not, I just strum along and enjoy myself. But I do it to the glory of God. Folk ask me, they say, what do you play? How do you play it? I don't know. But God just show me that I can do it. Yeah. Finally, finally, brethren. <laughs> Sunday come here one week with us and they said, the trouble is with them meetings, they never get the word of God. I'd heard Henry speak here. If you hadn't spoken the word of God, I don't know what. But you know, I said they don't recognize it because... There's not a pulpit, the Bible's not open, the man's not got a three-point sermon, and he's not delivering it. But you know, they got the tape a fortnight late, exactly. I says, yeah, I says, it's there, that, that meeting that wasn't, it was the Word of God. But it's how it's presented. If you have a, a meal, it doesn't matter where you have the meal. How it's presented, and take it in and enjoy it. And God bless you all. Amen. I'll introduce his wife to you. Come on, Mary. The funny one, uh, don't expect me making you laugh because <laughs> it's not what we are, it's what he is. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank God for the day when he lifted me out of the miry clay and he set my feet on the rock. Hallelujah. You know, when we were, I got saved when I was 18. And then I was saved for about a year and I backslid. And we got married and we went into the world as he said. But once you've been saved and God's got his hand on you, he never lets you go. And I thank God for that. And you know, when God began to deal with me, oh, he was so real to me by his spirit. And he was speaking to me, and I didn't know a lot of scriptures, but I knew this one. There'll be two in the bed. 
When the trumpet sounds, there'll be two in a bed. One will be taken and one will be left. And the Holy Spirit was saying to me, you'll be the one that's left. And I used to walk home in fear and trembling. Really, I didn't know where to put myself for the fear of God that was on me. And I stuck it out for six years until one night in the night that every night where, or whenever I was alone, the Holy Ghost was there and he was speaking to me by his spirit. And oh, it was such a powerful presence. It was so real. Oh, I thank God for the reality of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I thank God that I had a real experience. And you know, one night I could stand it no longer. And I sat up in bed at two o'clock in the morning and I said to Jerry, I've got to be saved. I didn't realise I was saved there and then when I said it. I thought I had to go to a church and bend at the penitent form. Well, that's what we did the next night. We rushed to the nearest Pentecostal church we knew and he, he gave a Bible study and I never heard a word of it. But the minute he made that appeal, I rushed down that aisle to the front. I couldn't wait. And I knelt there and I sobbed my heart out for about half an hour with the pastor holding my hand. When we see Jesus, it'll be worth it all. Hallelujah. Thank God for the liberty. And let's stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for such a wonderful blessing. We pray that you'll bless everyone, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we give you all the glory in the praise. Thank the Lord. Amen.